we go. And welcome to episode 400 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Ian, and this is the only podcast that says. Variety's a spice of life. I like a wide selection. Sometimes in the mood for nasty close-ups. Sometimes I like them artsy and airbrushed. Sometimes it's a spread brown eye kind of night. Sometimes it's girl on girl. Sometimes it's a steamy letter. Sometimes, not often, but sometimes, I like the idea of a chick with a horse. Nice. Yeah. That's from Chasing Amy. Is it? Yeah, the the Kevin Smith opus. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Good old Banky Edwards. (laughs) Right. So this is it. Welcome, welcome to 400, sir. Yeah, 400 episodes. Un, an unbelievable landmark, I guess. <laughs> it's a lot of episodes. And it's a lot of just like saying, fuck it, we're just going to do it anyway. <laughs> right. You know, no matter what you think, we're just going to keep on plugging. Yeah, right. The success yeah. of mediocrity. <laughs> right. Uh. So how how are you, sir? I'm good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we have a new president. Yeah. That's good. Um. Did you watch any of that? No, I was working. Okay. I mean, I saw some on clips, but I didn't see. You know, I I didn't, you know, like I I read, you know, portions of the speech, um, but I've never watched an inauguration. Like it just no interest in me whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, I saw portions of it. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) I mean, the greatest thing to come out of it is the Bernie meme. Yeah, it was good. dude. Like, here's a guy like honest to God. He's been in the Senate forever. Right. You know, he was a registered independent. He 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 switched to the Democratic Party, and then in 2015, like he showed up for like his press conference to announce his run for like candidacy for president. It was like like in a park across the street from the Capitol. He like showed up. There was a bunch of reporters. They think, hey, uh, I just wanted you to know I'll be running for president. Now, if you don't mind, I have to get back to work. <laughs> right. Like that was it. Like he didn't even like put a comb through his hair. Nothing. Like he just, uh, look, I, this is just a formality. I got to do this. Um, I just want to say I'm running for president. Now, if you excuse me, I have shit to do. <laughs> you know. Like, I like Sanders. I, I like him. And then he sh- uh, so he shows up at the inauguration for Biden, like with his mail. Like he's got his mail. Like like he honestly looked like he had someplace better to be. Right. Like that's all he's like, I'm just here as a courtesy. Uh really I've got shit to do. You know, you know, like, yeah. he, like he brought his mail with him. Like like, like, he's like he was like like balancing his checkbook during the inauguration speech and shit. You know. Yeah, he's always working. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right, right. I mean, I disagree with the guy's politics, but like that meme was phenomenal. 
Yeah, it was. You know. Yeah, he's he's a trip, man. Seriously. Oh yeah. I mean, the, the good that came out of it, like he has a sense of humor about it, apparently, and like he's like, you know, the, took the took the meme, put it on a sweatshirt, and sold it for forty five bucks, and donated the proceeds to some like uh food uh food bank in Vermont. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. good for him. I mean, I, that's a nice thing to do, but it was like one of those things where it's like. Like everybody else is like showing up, styling and profiling. Bernie shows up like you know with these mittens that somebody knitted knitted for him in, in Vermont, and he's That's like, right. you know, with his mail as if he's got someplace better to be than the fucking inauguration. Right, right, right. You know, it's great. No, it was cool. I, I don't know. I don't. Know. Yeah. So yeah, we have a new president, and that's good, I guess. Yeah. See what peaceful, happens. I mean, a democracy in action, a peaceful transa- transition of power. It's always good to see. Yeah. You know, but N- now they're getting on his shit about signing all those orders. Not that I'm getting too political, but I can remember Trump, Trump with a stack full of signages too. His first day, so you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those it's it's that odd thing. Because it's like it's like it's an executive order. An executive order can be overridden by another executive order. So like what Trump did was was he spent he re- spent the day reversing all of these Obama executive orders that now Biden is kind of like you know putting back into place essentially. Yeah. You know. So it's like it's like one of those oddball things that like it's not what the executive order was meant for. But it's kind of what yeah. it's become, a, a way of kind of trying to make law by bypassing the law, the law making process. Right, right. You know, but, but that's yeah. the problem with executive orders is they can be quickly overturned by another executive order. Right, right. You know, so. But uh, other than other than that, I've I've uh. I've been watching Doom Patrol. Oh, do you like it? I delved into it. Yeah, I, I completed the first season. Oh, did you? Good. Yeah. Um, I, w- I will wholeheartedly admit that I, I know nothing about Doom Patrol. Like, I didn't read Doom Patrol comics. I, it, this was, like, the weird side of DC comics that like, right, I really right. never delved into, per, per se. But um, it is, it, it's quirky, but quirky in a good way. Yeah. You know, and the show works. And I, I think I mean, it works very well, actually. Yeah. And I, I would say that anybody who has watched it, I would certainly hope you can understand my campaign for Matt Bomer to be Batman now. <laughs> right. I mean, come on. The guy oozes it. Yeah. I like him in this in this series. Though. Oh, I, I do, too. Like, I mean, he's a damn fine actor. And even though, even though it's mostly only his voice, it's still... Um, I mean, I find his character the most interesting. Yeah, I really liked, um, I really like, um, um, Brendan Fraser in it. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I mean, like, it's hit or miss, right? I mean, you know, he does school ties, and then he does fucking Encino, man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or or George of the Jungle, which which is even worse. Um, (laughs) yeah. 
But I mean, you never know. And then he does something like really good. But I really like him in this role. Yeah. Like, and I know you don't see him too much, but you know it's him. You right. know what I mean? And I I like the sarcasm and I I like the show. I like how it's I like the format. I, I like how it's put out. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Huge fan. I never thought I'd be saying that because I was like, no, eh, what's this? You know? Yeah. But um. Yeah, I'm glad you like it because it's it's pretty good. <laughs> it is. It's very good. Like I said, I mean, it's quirky, but in a good kind of way. Like right. that quirkiness could could not have worked. Right. And they found a way, like to like you're like, okay, that's kind of fucked up, but okay, I'll go with it. Right. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, there's not many things I dismiss about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, there was some shit in the ant form. I was like, okay, the the man-eating butts, I don't know, but I'll go with it. <laughs> right. You know, it's the ant farm. Okay. But, like, mm-hmm. it, it does, like, it's, especially, you know, getting into season two, man, it is going down some some of the, uh, like, shit I've never even heard of. I'm, I'm not into season two. Yeah. Like, I haven't started it yet. Like I mean, I I heard of the Doom Patrol. I I knew like just a little bit about like what they were, even though I never read them. Mm. Just because you just you see it, you know, it kind kind of like just by osmosis. I kind of like okay, yeah, Doom Patrol. I kind of yeah, okay. Um, yeah. but you know, for the most part, like I mean, some of the stuff that like, and you could tell it's like like shit they're pulling out from like. The sixties and the fifties, and you're just like, holy shit, man! There, there's some fucked up stuff that we that they did back in the day. Yeah, you know? and even yeah. like modern and stuff. Like, I, like there's some stuff I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> I liked in the first season too how they took some time with the characters. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, there was some development there. Um, you know, they could have just focused it on. A couple, but I mean, they kind of delved into everyone, you know? Yeah. I, I the only person, and, and they're delving into her much more deeply in season two is Rita. Right. Like, I think that was the one character you, like, you didn't get much of. Right. You know, but now in season two, they, they do delve deeper into why she's so fucked up. Right, right. You know? <clears throat> Yeah, I, I like. I, 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 I'm really into the the whole vibe of it. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, so am I. I like that part where I, I like. I really like the part where they were in the uh, snow globe. Yeah. Right, and they're sitting there, and they broke her down to the little girl and him, the brain. Yeah. And then the little girl picks up the brain. I yeah. think that was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Because that was him, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was right. cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I really got into that. And also, like, you know, in season one, just deepening my appreciation for Alan Tudyk. I know, right? <laughs> what can't that dude do? Yeah. Crazy. I know. Like, I mean, he's an amazing... Like, I think he's like one of those underappreciated character actors 
that can just do whatever. Like, there is so much shit he has done over his career, voice work and in acting, that you're just like, guy's done it fucking all. Yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah. I liked him in this role, too. Oh, yeah, Mr. Nobody's an amazing character. Yeah. Really good shit, dude. I have to say, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just really good. Yeah. I find it really, like, I want to watch more. You know what I mean? Put it that way. Yeah. And it's such an opposite of Titans. It is. But, you know, it has, I wouldn't say it's as good. Um but it has that umbrella feel to it, um, yeah. a lot. Um, and I and I and I like that. You know, not only they're probably viewed, but they're also well, they are viewed by some. But uh, you know, even themselves as the rejects, the well, I'm, I'm the willing, losers. Right. I'm willing to bet that somewhere down the line. Gerard Way read Doom Patrol, and that's kind of what he based Umbrella Company on. And the only reason I say that is because there is an e- like it's a blatant Easter egg in season two where you see his name pop up. Yeah. Well, I think he, if I'm not mistaken, I'll have to look it up to, you know, clarify, but I, I'm pretty sure that he either invented a couple characters um drew them mm-hmm. for the new i think because i think doom patrol dates back to the 60s right 50s, i think 60s? so yeah. yeah i'm fairly yeah. certain and, yeah. then they, and then it died off and then they re-released it in the 90s or 2000s at some point and i think he was responsible for character creation of a couple of the a, a couple of the um people okay but i'm not sure yeah. not in the first season of course because i think those are all original Right, but no, like it, it, it's like there's like this this moment where there there's this billboard advertising. Um, I'm not giving anything away by telling you this, but the huh. the the dude who like was in Peru, and he, you know he had the dinosaur head. Yeah. Well, they, he has an autobiography now. Or okay. the dinosaur head does, I should say. The dinosaur yeah. head has, has an autobiography out, and like. On the the billboard, it's like deep and gripping Gerard Way. Oh, really? Or like graphic? It's like I can't remember exactly, but it's like it's like a it's like a a, a, a dust cover quote by Gerard from Gerard Way on the yeah. billboard. So it's like yeah. I saw that, and it's like you're funny because it's like you mentioned like the the Umbrella Academy aspect of it. I'm like, huh? I wonder why there's another Gerard Way here. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, right. So now that, you know, putting the pieces of the puzzle together there. Right. I, I also like to, you know, one of the things that made me laugh in that show so much is every time Brendan Fraser says, what the fuck? I'm like, <laughs> it makes me, it fucking kills me. It just kills me. I don't know why. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's become a, because it's from a robot or it's actually Brendan Fraser saying it or I don't know what it is. But he's I, like, I think what it's the fact that I think it's Brendan Fraser saying it because he was such like <laughs> in so many of his movies it, it was he was such the goody two shoes. Right, right. You know, I mean, you think about it, like you know, you're right. Encino Man, George of the Jungle, 
you know, don't forget Dudley Do Right. Oh, oh. You know, yeah, yeah. You want to talk about a bad yeah. movie? Yeah, yeah. But but still, I mean, he played fucking Dudley Do Right. You know, and the Mummy movies, like those are all like you know, I don't want to say kid aimed, especially the Mummy movies, but they're, they're kid aimed. You know. Right. So like he was he, he was like the, the the PG action hero in many ways. Right, like, right, right. You know, and so like, and then I mean on top of it all, he played like for thirty seconds he played Flint in the GI Joe movie. Right. You know. For so. Like, <laughs> yeah, like thirty seconds. Like, oh, there's yeah. Flint. <laughs> so like, you're, you 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 it, it's it, it's almost it's almost the equivalent of like hearing. Like, you know, Jim Henson say fuck, or Frank <laughs> or Hot. Like you just, you're yeah, like, yeah. Did, did they just say fuck? <laughs> right. Or a blooper, you know, you know yeah. Yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I mean, you know, Jim had a notoriously dirty mind, you know. Right. But you, you know, you don't think of him that way because of all the stuff he did that was children oriented. But yet, you know. There's Jim telling thirty jokes as Kermit, you know. Yeah. No, I know. I just thought of, I, I liked it. I I, I like. Yeah. It's just it makes me laugh every time. Yeah. And the brutality of some of the stuff is amazing. Like I, it hits on all points with me as far as comedy, as far as gore, as far as um, drama, comedy. I, mean, I, think, I think what I like about it though is it's, it's not a typical superhero show. Like, it, like I mean, it gets pointed out numerous times in season one. <laughs> like, this isn't like you know, a fight a bad guy at the end of every episode show. You know, they could go an entire episode without without any action. Right, right, right. You know, but there's still a lot going on. Sure. And uh, you know, so I, I think that's what I like about it is it, it's it's not a typical. They resisted that urge to make it a typical baddie of the week type of show. Right. You know? well, I thought it was funny too. I think one of the what the fuck moments too was when they went into that freaking place and it was just like this whole, you know, SS thing and like German oh, and oh, the yeah. German puppets. And I'm like, I, even I was like, I even yeah, I was watching. Yeah, even I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, what is this? And uh, it was just, I don't know, it's just really good. <laughs> it's so funny. But when you first saw his his true strength, I mean, you knew he was strong and everything, but when he went to town on those people, I was like, holy hell. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, that was kind of eye-opening. It was like, damn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like heads being crushed and yeah. arms being ripped off. I was like, that's some serious shit. I mean, you know. Yeah. They put that in there for a reason. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And I was like, wow. But I do. I, I, I agree with you, too. I, I, I like uh, Negative Man, too. I, I yeah. find that I find that whole storyline, like, really good. Yeah. You know, that, that torn Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's really interesting and like untouched, really in season one, yeah. a little bit. But you know, I don't think we've even begun to see no that storyline, which is probably going to be a center focus at some point. Right. So. Yeah. 
but it's a, overall, it's a, I mean, so far, like, uh, you know, I'm a few episodes in the season, too. It, it's it's really, really well done. And uh, I'm, I'm just in, Yeah. <laughs> but um, also, did you watch uh, episode three of WandaVision? I did. What did you think? I liked it. I do. I, I like where it's going. I don't. I don't. I don't mind it. It's getting. It's starting to open the mind up a little more. Right. I think I mean, that's kind of like it's that thing of like you you like the first two episodes watching them and it's just like I could see where people would be like oh, fuck this shit. I have no idea what's going on. But it's that thing where you have to give it the time to develop. Yeah. Like, you know, the wheels are being very slowly set in motion, and you have to be patient to let the story unfold. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, and I, I, that's what I find interesting about the show. Is like, so, like, at the end of the episode one, we, we get the little glimpse and see, you know, the, the sword notebook, and then, you know, but here at the end of this episode three, we're finally seeing like, uh, okay, there is something fucked up. This isn't in Wanda's head, it, it, right? You know, it, it is, but it isn't. Like there's something much larger, you know. And, and you're like, oh wow, okay. Yeah, something's going down. Yeah. She also had the sword necklace on too. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, something's definitely going down, yeah. and, and the wheels are starting to come off her which i like um it sounds twisted to say but i like i like to see the breakdown well yeah like i mean like that moment where monica rambeau says your brother was you know killed by ultron right and i mean it like you could see like the wheels are turning in in wanda's head on well, how could she eliminate that thought? Right, right. You know, like I, I can't. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to forget that. Like, you know, all the bad that's happened to her. Right, and like yeah. also too, she rewound Vision. Yeah. When he first came in, and says, you know, there's something definitely wrong here, and da 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 da, and she rewound him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was pretty important too. Yeah. So I like how the wheels are falling off and then yet still be somewhat of a comedy. I, 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 you know, I appreciated the baby sequence and yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the comedic elements of it are really sharp. I mean, they are, I mean, it's like yeah. you're watching, it's truly amazing. It, it's really like you're watching a Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. I mean, truly, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Um, what they've done with it. Um, this more like Brady. <laughs> the one in color is more like Brady yeah, Bunch. Right. Um, but I get that shit. You know what I mean? I mean, that's maybe those were good memories for her watching in Sokovia. You know, I, yeah. But that's the thing is like, like, you know, so, okay, this obviously this is her pulling on whatever it was that she watched as a kid right. in Sokovia. Like, you know, uh, I find, I, I, I shouldn't say that. Like, it, like one of those things where it's like, you know, was she watching Dick Van Dyke and I Love Lucy back in the day, or like you know she's not that I old? Know. I know, but I did. 
Right. And I, and I, I mean, I did on TBS and USA and, and shit like that. So, I mean, like, it was definitely on TV. Right. But you and I are in our 40s. This character is in her 20s. Right. No, I know. There's, there's a you know 20-year gap between her age and our age. And, like, I well, don't think she's also in a foreign country. True. So I, I don't know what's being played over the, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not I mean, the honeymooners. It's it's past that. But right. you know what I mean. Right. Yeah, I mean, I could see, I get, I could see like her catching like somehow reruns of the Brady Bunch and shit like that. But like Bewitched and Vic, Dick Van Dyke show, I was like, that's the only like. And I mean, and it, you're you're poking a hole in it, and you're like, it's it's a shitty hole to poke, you know. Yeah, I, I I really don't. Yeah, like, I, like I'm 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 just poking a hole to poke a hole, basically right, right. what I'm doing, you know. But I I, I thought overall I thought it was a good episode. I, I thought it furthered the story along. Like you said, it showed the the wheels are coming off. Yeah, you know of Wanda, and you know it's like what is going on on the outside. Like when, right. when do we get that story? Yeah, and, she, and she's starting to get crazier and crazier, you know, yeah. like with the stork thing. Yeah. Although it uh, it provided great comedic relief, which it was supposed to do. Right. But then again, she just put a stork in her house. Right, but it, I mean, it was also, I mean, a lot <laughs> of shit going on, and like you know, and Monica was at one point like, I'm sure you've got a very good explanation for all of this, but. We're gonna focus on you giving birth right now, you know. Right. So like it's like her magic power with the contractions, everything. Her magic powers were just going batshit crazy. Right. And if you notice one thing about the stork too, is she couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. And that's the first thing I've seen that she could not control. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I I don't know if that was an Easter egg. I don't know what that was. I mean, right. I, I I knew what the symbolism of it is. Right. But it's something that she could not control. I mean, she, you know, remember how she kept trying to get it gone? Right. And but at the same time, like, the funny thing is, like, the stork knew not to be seen. Right. Like, when it was yes. in the bedroom, it blended in with the pic, the, the, the picture on the wall. <laughs> right. You know, so, hmm, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah, it's just a bunch of crazy. Yeah. But, uh, but I like it. Um, uh, I like the twin thing. Um, that makes sense. The uh, the uh, questioning of the brother. Uh, that makes sense. Are they bringing Quicksilver back? Mm, I don't know. Uh, and which Quicksilver are they going to bring back? I mean, I've heard I've one. heard both. Yeah. So I've heard at one point you're going to see both versions of Quicksilver in the show. Well, we we know which one we want to see, <laughs> at least I, at least what yeah. I want. Yeah, but I mean, I I, I think that I mean, you know, you know, the the thing that we all talk about is like, how do you incorporate mutants into this Marvel Cinematic Universe? Right. And while I don't think this is going to be incorporating mutants per se, I think it is going to help explain dimensions. <sighs> Right. You know, again, this is supposed to help lead into the multiverse of madness somehow. Right. And also, too, is, I mean, she's supposed to be the baddie in Strange, right? I don't know if she's a baddie in Strange or not, but I mean, I know she's in Strange. 
That's mm-hmm. what I mean. Like, so somehow WandaVision leads us to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Wanda's in it, but what her role is in it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think she'll be the baddie per se, but she may be, you know, the fulcrum of what's taking place. Yeah, I've read stuff on Kang the Conqueror too, which would yeah. make sense. Um, but I've also heard stuff about Doom as well. So, Kang showing up. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm down for it. I mean, at this point, like, I mean, I'm down for anything, well, but like, right? Kang. I mean, yeah. I mean, like. It seems to me that you would answer like your answer, like you came out with Ultron, right? Yeah. And Ultron really didn't fly, you know? Yeah. Um, although he did a little bit, but this, it wasn't that good. It could have been 10 times better, but it, it, it was what it was. Mm-hmm. And then you came out, then you had Thanos. And and then now you have to live up to Thanos. I don't think he can, but I I, I don't think the answer should be Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I mean, like I could see Doom. I can even see Galactus. Um, and Galactus is the. But only... I think I've like I've said before though. I think Galactus is almost too big for this universe right now. I don't. I, it, I don't think you know, I. And, can he really pull off a Galactus baddie? I mean, I mean, visually, um, yes, of course. And they are not going to make the the cloud mistake. Um, right. You know what I'm saying? Like they're going to pull Galactus off um, if they're going to do Galactus. But is it too much? Like, I think Galactus is too much. Here's the thing, though. Okay, think think of it this way. If you follow the Thanos formula, okay, we didn't see Thanos until four movies in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, you don't like, yeah, you can have a Kang show up, and you can have a Doom show up, and you can show them as as, as menaces that you know maybe it takes more than one hero to defeat, right? But Meanwhile, you're laying the breadcrumbs for Galactus. And Galactus isn't coming for 15 movies. Right. You know, I mean, you you know, you're seeing so you're building and building and building and you're laying the breadcrumbs like there is a greater threat out there. You know, we defeated Thanos. That's great. Yay for us. Right. But there's something bigger than Thanos. There's something bigger than the Infinity Gauntlet out there. And it's coming. <laughs> And he's eating planets. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. You have so much going on. Like you've got the secret war coming still. You, you've got, I mean, they are, they are emptying the barrels at this point. Like, like the only thing that, 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 like beyond Galactus is the Beyonder. Yeah. And that's a whole yeah, that's a whole ball of wax that only the Russo whole... brothers want to tackle. <laughs> right. You know. 
They're like, I mean, that's... don't don't call us unless you're gonna do Secret War. Uh, yeah. You know, the, if, unless you're doing Secret War, we're done. We're can doing you imagine? Them? Oh, can you imagine a Secret War movie done by them? I mean, You'd have to bring some people back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like I mean, they're even talking about like I mean, in this fucking Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Three. I mean, you're delving into the, the multiverse with. I mean, apparently, you know, Toby's coming back, Garfield's coming back, you know, Tom Holland's there. They're talking about, you know, maybe Emma Stone coming back. Uh, you know, uh, Kirsten Dunst is coming back. Alfred Molina's coming back. Jamie Foxx is coming out. Like, it's like, we're just breaking out all the greatest hits. And we're just going to jam them all in the one gigantic Spider-Man movie. And we're going to try to do what they did in the cartoon. Right. And hopefully we can pull it off. <laughs> and apparently Charlie Cox is playing Daredevil. Nuts. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? How much shit can you jam into this? How And how long is the movie? You know, I don't think Charlie Cox is going to be playing Daredevil. I think he's going to be playing Peter Parker's lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think that that's the most... That's the simplest way of introducing that character back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, it's easy peasy. Yeah, that'll yeah. be Matt Matt Murdock, right? Lawyer working for Peter Parker pro bono. Yeah, exactly. Because he takes on cases like that. Right. You know, like I mean, it works at that point. It works. You go, okay, yeah. But man, I I find that much simpler than introducing the X Men. Yeah, but like it's like one of those, it's <laughs> that, that thing though where it's like. You can say what you will about the Netflix shows. And, like, I'll agree with most people that, you know, um, Luke Cage was just okay. And, you know, Iron Fist was bad. Jessica Jones was very good. And, you know, you hopefully find a way to introduce that, her back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But Charlie Cox's Daredevil was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. <clears throat> and like That was a real loss. Yeah, and like and of all the characters, like and like I don't want to see that char- that that character re- recast. Like, I like Charlie Cox in that role. Yeah, I like them a lot as Matt Murdock. Right. You know, and like I, I yeah. You know, so you, like yeah, the hope against hope is that like Marvel does like say okay, yeah, we're gonna let this uh this time period go by, but Charlie, stay by the phone. <laughs> right. We're ready. We're calling. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's such a. I just truly feel that Daredevil can have his own movie. Yeah, I do. I mean, like he's Daredevil's that big of a character that he can hold his own. I mean, if you're gonna, if you wanted to do a Hawkeye movie, you could definitely do a Daredevil movie. Yeah, with him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like of, of all. Like of all the characters that they did, like the one they just got perfect was 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 casting Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Yeah. 
and he was so damn good. Yeah. Daredevil's an interesting character. Always it's, has been. He, he is. He's like he's a, he's a, one of the more interesting characters. He's one of my favorite characters, and is is he's like that. He would absolutely work in a movie setting. I like it too because he's on that. He's on that Spider-Man level. Yeah. You know what I mean? The grit, the dirt, the street crime. Right. The gritty shit is good. It's good yeah. stuff. I mean, it is. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, um, not to switch companies or anything, but you know, Batman solo by himself. That's what he deals with all the time. Right? Yeah. yeah. Street crime. Criminals. Gotham. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, the, the, the original base, like, if you look at, like, <clears throat> the most recent Outside of evolution, the Justice League. Yeah, outside of the Justice League. Like, but if you look at, the, like, the, like it, it, it is funny, because if you go back to, like, Frank Miller's Batman Year One, Mm-hmm. There, there's no super villains in that book. It's Batman learning to fight crime against a corrupt Gotham PD and the mob. Right. And then, like the sequel to that, like the, like the true sequel to that, Batman: The Long Halloween. It's Harvey. It's like him teaming up with Harvey Dent to again fight the mob. Like the, right. the, the super villains start to show up in that book. But like for the most part, like it's it's again it's a, it's a it's a the mob that he's he's really trying to to fight, and so is Harvey Dent. Like and, and like it's funny like a lot of like the Harvey Dent stuff is, that you see in like the Dark Knight was taken from the Long Halloween. Yeah, and like if you want to read a great Batman book, like I highly recommend reading that one. But like it, it's like you know, Batman's still like a a young Batman, you know. Yeah. He, he's he's not the 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 Dark Knight yet. Right, right. And you know, it's not until like later on, like you know, and it it begs the question, like that, you know, did the criminals escalate their game to becoming these super villains because of Batman? Right. And that's the question he constantly asks himself. He's like, you know, I, I started this fighting the mob, not the Joker. You know, right. The Riddler, the Penguin, Bane, all, all these other supervillains came to Gotham because of me, essentially. Right. You know. It's kind of a cool question to ask. It is. Yeah. Anyway. So. Anyway, yeah. So that's that. Uh, I did watch, um, uh, real quick, I, I did watch, uh, I finished two series. Um, I watched um, Alice in Borderland, the first season. It's on Netflix, it's Japanese. Okay. I completely dug it. It's really, really good. Um, I mean, quick synopsis, I mean, they're they're in a game. Yeah. Like, everyone is out of Tokyo, mm-hmm. except for these people that show up for these games. And they're deadly. I mean, they, mm-hmm. people die in them. Right. Solving puzzles and a lot of blood. And, I mean, it, it's good. 
Uh, I just I can't say it enough. It's really good. good. Um, and then I finished Sweet Home finally the first season. Okay. Um, and that was good as well. That's Korean. I've talked about that before, but yeah, ended well. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. So, so I finished those two series. Cool. That's about it. Okay, there you go. All right, so. Yeah, with it being episode 400, I had to find something that I just knew would just make your skin crawl. Okay. Because <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's right. I love you. <laughs> so I found this story, and even like even for me, I was like, "What in the fuck was this Jagoff thinking?" This is this is the headline: A man injected himself with magic mushrooms, and the fungi grew in his blood, which put him in the organ failure. Hey. <laughs> so a 30-year-old man with a bipolar disorder injected himself with magic mushrooms which contains the psychedelic drug Psylo-Ben, in a failed attempt to trip. The psychedelic mushrooms are meant to be eaten or drunk, not injected. Apparently, the mushrooms grew in the man's bloodstream and caused his body to go into organ failure. He's being treated for long-term antifungals and antibiotics. So. Wow. According to the case report out... In the Journal of Academy of, of Consultation Liaison Psych- Psychiatry, the 30-year-old man's family brought him to a Nebraska emergency room after they noticed he seemed confused. The man had bipolar type 1, the doctors who wrote the case study learned, and he hadn't been taking his medications. So he had been going through manic and depressive episodes. During recent episodes related to his bipolar disorder, he'd reached out, he'd researched how he could decrease his opioid use at home, his family said. That's when he read about the potential for psilocybin, the drug found in the psychedelic magic mushrooms. Okay. Indeed, a (laughs) mounting body of research suggests that this could be a treatment for people with with, uh, differing magnitudes and durations of depression who haven't had success with traditional antidepressants. Previously, researchers at John Hopkins and New York University concluded multiple small studies of cancer patients who experienced anxiety and depression as a result of their diagnosis. After being given psilocybin, the majority of patients reported an improvement in these symptoms immediately after the treatment over time. The drug is not to be injected, however, which... This man learned from a three-week stint in the hospital. Holy hell. He must have cooked him down. I don't know what he did. So when the doctors met with the man, he couldn't (sighs) give coherent interview answers. And after tests, they found he had a liver injury. His kidneys weren't functioning properly, and it started to go into organ failure. A blood sample revealed something even more shocking. The mushrooms, which thrive in dark places, had begun to grow in the man's bloodstream, causing the aforementioned health issues. He needed to be put on a ventilator to breathe, and his blood filtered for toxins, the case reported. Oh, doctors, 
Doctors kept him in the hospital for 22 ga- days and gave him two antibiotics and one antifungal treatment, which he was prescribed to continue taking for a long term after he left the hospital. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand, like, like if there's one, like, like I, I, you know, I'm not going to profess to be a, a drug oh. node, you know. Okay. Um, you know, I smoked a little weed back in the day, and I've seen some other shit that, you know, I don't want to go down that road with. But, like, even I know, like, you're supposed to, like, eat mushrooms. Right. You know, like, I mean, like, I, and it doesn't, like, you're right. Like, it, like, how, like, the question becomes, like, how did you make that an injectable? Yeah, I mean, he had to have cooked it down or something. He had to. <clears throat> but would that destroy the properties of the mind? I don't know. I... Like, what would make you think like injecting it is a good idea? All right. I don't know. Well, and, yeah. and like beyond that, the, 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 just the fact that this shit was like, it's nice and dark in here. Let's grow. <laughs> right. You know, like, I find that interesting too. I mean, I know you can have fungus in the blood, but I, I didn't know. I mean, you know. Yeah. I didn't know the shrooms could, in that environment, I guess no. what I'm saying. You'd think the body would attack that. Anything foreign. When, right. So, like, is this. Is this I mean, like, that's like, why he went into organ failure. Right. <laughs> so, is this like a situation where, like, in his kidneys, he just had, like, you know, mushrooms popping up? I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, but I mean, like, like I'm imagining like a cartoon where like all of a sudden like the kidneys just covered in like you know magic mushrooms. Sure, you know? I don't think so, but yeah, it'd probably be on the inside of the kidney. Yeah, if it was in his bloodstream, I I, I don't know. I think it's very odd. It is like, like I I, 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 stand, I, I didn't know. I love. The I didn't know they can move that kind of environment. Well, yeah, and I just want to talk to the guy and be like, like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, I you see know, you did some research and you found out, hey, this could this could help me, and I get that aspect of it, but because opioids suck, but at the same time, like, yeah, show me the research. I mean, he's definitely said, a candidate. Go ahead. Like, show me the research where you decided, like, I need to inject this shit straight to the bloodstream. <laughs> you know, he's definitely a candidate for the uh, interspace project. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice pull. Yeah, um, I want to see that for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, I, I just like because like you, the the question I'm I'm like thinking to myself is like, okay, well, like I get like, okay, you you did the research and you say, okay, the 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 drug in these mushrooms can help balance me. I get that. I, I'm not. I don't want to take this for the psychotropic reasons and you know and and see pink elephants. Yeah. You know. I I just I I, I want to balance myself. I get you know. But at the same time, like 
okay, so how are those doctors giving it? Like, did, like where did where did the assumption of like injecting a fungus into your body, like see, like where, <laughs> where did that yeah, genesis I'm... from? I don't know. I mean, you know, fungus does grow in the body. I mean, we, you know, we do. Uh, they do antifungal stuff right. all the time. I, I don't know. I just, I just find it weird for that type of fungus. I guess. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Um, but I guess fungus is fungus. Yeah. Fungi. Fungi. Um. So. I don't know. I find it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was either one of two things. It would be like, oh, that's interesting, or, oh, my God, stop. Don't talk about this anymore. <laughs> Not me. Yeah. I've seen worse than that. Oh, I know. I know. But I also know you have, a like, for gross shit, you have a weak constitution. Like, that's become better over the year. Yeah. Past year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the stories. I can imagine. But, yeah, over the past year. But yeah. um, that's an offline conversation. <laughs> Today we'll be removing several acorns from this man's anus. What? Today we're removing several acorns from this man's anus. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> and the paper towel that he used, <laughs> the paper towel to be used to get it in there. All right, right. Mr. Horacy, are you ready for the surgery? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because we are. Uh, In other news, something that you and I have waited over 30 years for. Okay. Finally, we are getting that long promised sequel. To Buckaroo Bonsai. Holy shit. I didn't see that. Yeah. At, at some point, if you if we all recall, at the end of Buckaroo Bonsai, it comes up and says, you'll see Buckaroo Bonsai will return and Buckaroo Bonsai against the World Crime League. Yeah. And we all squealed with excitement. All right. 30 plus years later, we're still waiting for that sequel. But the way that can now end, because the original screenwriter will be releasing it as a novel. Oh, really? Interesting. Yes. I mean, clearly, I mean, you know, they're, they're not, they can't make a movie. For whatever reason, they can't get their shit together to make a Buckaroo Bonsai sequel. But um, screenwriter Eric McRouch um, is writing the book um, as a true sequel to Buckaroo Bonsai. Okay. Uh, for those who may not be familiar, Buckaroo Bonsai Across the Eighth Dimension is one of the most delightfully bonkers movies come out in the entire 80s. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Here's the trailer. Okay. I know some of it was strongly applied, I guess, but the, but, but the movie's ending never technically promised that Buckaroo Bonsai oh. I guess World Crime League would be a film. Now that promise of a sequel is being fulfilled decades later with the publication of a new book called, you guessed it, Buckaroo Bonsai Against World Crime League. At all, a compendium of evil. And this is actually a completion of a second promise. When screenwriter Earl Mac Roush wrote the foreword 
for a reprint of the novelization of the first movie, which came out in 2002, Roush teased that the adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai would be continued in a series of novels. Nearly 20 years later, that's finally happening. Um, so the plot description is still mourning the loss of his beloved Penny Pity and his surrogate father, Dr. Hakata Buckaroo Bonsai must contend with the constant threat of attack from his immortal nemesis, Hanoi Shan, ruthless leader of the World Crime League. To make matters worse, Planet 10 warrior queen John Emdahl has sent her electoid legions against Earth with a brutal ultimatum. Ultimatum, Or is her true target Buckaroo Bonsai? As the apocalyptic threat continues to mount, only Buckaroo and his Hong Kong Cavaliers stand in the <laughs> way of global destru- destruction. Or in the words of one of the movie's most iconic lines, laugh a while you can, a monkey boy. <laughs> nice. This is apparently available for pre-order, and it will be hitting shelves August the 10th of this year. Okay. So, my question to you is, will you be getting this book? Sure, I'll read it. What the fuck? <laughs> you? I, I I will firmly admit I am absolutely intrigued by this. Like, I, I can't, I cannot be. You know what I mean? Like, uh, this is 30 <laughs> plus years of, like, Man, I wish they had made that sequel. <laughs> right. Like, and like, with it being a novel, like, how batshit crazy can it get? I know. Because the movie was batshit crazy. As much as I love that movie, it is batshit crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. It doesn't even make sense. No, but it's like, it's, it's brilliant and it's, it's insanity. Right, right. No, I agree. No, I'll, I'll get it. I'll read it. I mean, <laughs> Buckaroo Bonsai, like world famous neurosurgeon, physicist, rock and roll star. You know, <laughs> the list of his accomplishments is is long and distinguished, and you know. <laughs> Right. Oh, it's like, like the greatest character ever created. <laughs> like, yeah, what couldn't Buckaroo Don Bonsai do? Right. <clears throat> so I guess Penny died? Well, that was his original girlfriend. Like, remember, like, it's probably been forever since you watched the damn movie, but he had his original, like his girlfriend died. She was killed somehow. And then, um, what's her name was like her sister. And was going to oh, kill yeah, Buckaroo. Yeah. Cause there's that whole scene in, in that, that concert. And that's where you get the line. No matter where you are, there you are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's been a long time since I watched Bronzo. Yeah. I still whistle the theme song here and there, though. Oh, how can you not? I know. It's so dumb. I was be sitting there making breakfast, and I'm like, eh, this pops in your head. I need the, fu- <laughs> like, if I could get 
that to play on a loop for me. I might actually be able to like work out. Like like that would be like let me go out and walk. That <laughs> that 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 theme music, you know, you just like, you know, I could go. <laughs> and, the, and then the entire time in my head, I'd be like right there at the Hong Kong Cavaliers. Nice. You know. <laughs> so like no honestly, like I mean, you you do sound like you're like intrigued by this. Yeah. I do. I, yeah. I'll, I'll get it. I mean, I'll like, read it. Le, like, legitimately, like, you're like, you know, hmm, okay, I'm in. Yeah, why not? What the fuck else yeah. am I going to do? <laughs> I understand that, but, like, it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, you could look at it and you could say, like, you kind of roll your eyes at it in a way. Like, you know, oh, come on, man. Just like, well, you know ah. it's bad crazy to begin with. Yeah. The movie was never a good movie. Right. It's not a good movie. No. No, it's not. I mean, it's not. I mean, let's face facts here. Yeah. As much as I love that, I mean, even as a kid, I was like, I have no fucking idea what's going on, but this is amazing. Yeah, right. I, but I mean, it is. But I mean, it's. I think it grabbed 10% of the people that probably watched it. Yeah. And those 10% are fans of it. And hardcore. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's just something from our childhood. Like, I had a guy when I worked at Eden Park as a manager. I was at the Edgewood restaurant. I'll never forget this. I dropped the line, no matter where you are, there you are. And he goes, what did you say? I'm like, (laughs) it's a line from a movie. You probably never saw it before. And he pulls out of his wallet. Like, this, this had to have been, like, 20 fucking years old. He had to have had this since he was a child. He had a Hong Kong Cavalier ID card. No like, way. Like, yeah, like laminated, and it, like it looked like it was like something that was like sent to him, like like he saved like cereal box tops or something for it, and like had his name and like it, like it was like amazing. But he had a Hong Kong. He, he was at Hong Kong. Well, no, what was he? He was the um. Well, it was an irregular. I can't remember. Like, like he had like an official ID card. No shit. Yeah, I'm like get the. F- fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> and he went on to tell me like you know how much he loved that movie he came in the next day with like his t-shirt that he had like since like 1985 i'm like okay that, that's impressive <laughs> you know like yeah, you have yeah, a level yeah. of fandom i can appreciate <laughs> right. you know you are a weird weird man but i can appreciate you but That's yeah, funny. so I mean, like there is a there there are fan like like you and I are a fan of the movie, right? But like there are hardcore fans out there who like are like like writing fan fiction and all sorts of other you know crazy shit, waiting for this day to finally come, <laughs> you know, and yeah. uh, you know, God bless them. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm intrigued enough that like yeah, I'll read the book. You know, I'll, I'll buy the book and I'll read it, but my expectations are low. <laughs> you know, right. At the end of it, like I'm expecting just to be like, you know, well, that was that. <laughs> right. You know. At least you, at least you got the story. Yeah. Right. But in a way, I also I hope it does well. <laughs> right. You know, like I hope it does well enough that like you know they can make other books and. 
you know, God forbid a movie, <laughs> you know, they reboot the, the franchise. No way. Oh, uh, I, I guarantee you it would look nothing like the original. You're right. You're right. I mean, it, it, maybe they shouldn't do that because <laughs> it's part of the charm of the original. I mean, like Goldblum showing up in the fucking cowboy outfit. Oh, God. Oh, that's the best. Is that a, when he showed up in that thing? Was that a, like the ravine in California? Was that was that where they filmed that? Yeah, yeah, the the, the, the same LA, ravine where Greece was filmed. Yeah, the LA Riverbed. LA Riverbed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking Goldblum. Ugh. Shit's the fucking best. <laughs> and John Lithgow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at that cast. That was an amazing cast. Was um. And Clancy Brown's in there. Stephen Wright in that? No, it wasn't Stephen Wright. No. Uh, no, I, I know who you're talking about, but that wasn't Stephen Wright. Um. Let me pull that up here. I can't remember. Was it the doctor from Cannonball Run 2? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So. <laughs> With the um, finger? <laughs> well, John, John, Christopher Lloyd's in it. Yeah. Um, that's, who, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. The young Christopher Lloyd. Younger. Yeah. Clancy Brown. <clears throat> Vincent Chival- Chivavelli is the guy that you're th- actually thinking of. Show me a picture. Here, hold on. Just flip your phone around. Yeah. 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 This guy, this, I mean, this is one of those that guys. He was in a bunch of shit. Um, he played the subway ghost in Ghost. He was in Fast Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let me go back here. Yes, yes. I, I, I know. I know exactly. Because I, for some reason, I thought it was Stephen Wright. But it's not Stephen yeah. Wright. I know exactly no, who Stephen Wright is. Yeah. I know who he is. I, I know. Yeah. Yeah, but he's a guy who just, he's in a ton of shit. It's goofy. Yeah, it like just shows up in like little things here and there. He was in Lord of Illusions. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, let me see here. He was in an episode of The Highlander. <laughs> here, here, here's, here's the one. Here's the one you'll absolutely recognize him from. He was the organ grinder. In Batman Returns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's part of the, the creepy circus. Yeah, he was in Ghost. He was in uh I remember him. I remember him as a subway ghost. Yeah. Yeah, he was like a, like he does a bunch of little shit here and there, and then like he'll pop up in like something you're like, oh fuck, okay. Yeah, that's right, that guy. You know. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, he's in a, he's been in 189 things. So you know, the guy's working his ass off. 
He was in mm. a Bond movie. <laughs> he was in the People versus Larry Flint. I'm sure one that he's most proud of, the beautician and the beast. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, that, that guy's been around. But that's that's the guy you're thinking of, who looks a lot like Stephen Wright, but yeah, but it's not. It, it's not Stephen. I Wright. know. Yeah. He has like, you know, bags under his eye. I, yeah. I know what he looks like. Big forehead. Yeah. <laughs> but he does look like Stephen Wright a little bit, but it's yeah. not. Yeah. Huge nose. Yeah. <laughs> And tall, as I can remember. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine Peter Weller playing Buckaroo Bonsai again? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. No. Like, you think Peter Weller is well beyond that I level? I mean, Goldblum's aged pretty well. Yes. Jeff yeah. Goldblum has aged pretty well. Yeah. I mean, no offense, but... Peter Weller looks like a burn victim. I mean, like, okay. like he just does not look good. I mean, just yeah. his skin, his, you know what I mean? Yeah. I get that. I mean, I mean, he looked okay in Star Trek, but I, I maybe it's not even in the look, Kenny. Really, it's more in the voice. You can tell he's older. Yeah. When he talked, do you remember him talking in Star Trek? And you're like, eh, that's not the Peter Weller that I remember. Yes and no. Like, like the voice is still there. Like the problem yeah. is like, like when you think of his voice, you think of RoboCop. Yeah. You know, that's the problem. Like, you, like that's the voice you think of. And I, I when I like, I, I think. I, you're right. Like, I mean, it, 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 no right. offense to burn victims. I yeah. didn't. I just, yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's got George Hamilton skin. <laughs> yes, George Hamilton skin. You, that's where I was going. Yeah. Like more <laughs> sunburn victim. Yeah. But like the, I just think it would be comical to have him reprise that role. And play it as straight-laced as he did the first time. Yeah. You know, like... Passing the torch kind of shit? I, I don't... I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it would be... Like, you're right. Like, I mean, th- that movie would be impossible to reboot just because of how batshit crazy it is and the, the Hong Kong Cavaliers. and ev- Just everything about that movie, just like, for for a modern audience, would make no fucking sense whatsoever. Like, no, but I, they're, you know, they are doing Indiana Jones and he's like 80. Right. But like the <laughs> thing is, it, it's like, it's like a thing like we, we heard this week, like, um, uh, oh God, what's his name? The guy who played Qui-Gon Jinn. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yeah. yeah. He apparently was approached by Seth MacFarlane to do a, a um, a naked gun movie. Ooh, I don't like think he'd take, do that. Like the takeover for Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. I don't I don't think he'd do that. But I like okay, think about how he played like um Hannibal in the A T movie. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I get him, it. I could see him playing the role. I don't know if he wants to typecast himself in there. Well. I mean, he's already kind of typecast himself as. Yeah. He's typecast himself as, like, the old man action hero. Yeah. Yeah, so why why not go all out and, and you know. End your career with uh, Naked Gun movies? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I if anybody can do it, Seth MacFarlane can do it. Right. Right. I, you know what I mean? Like, he's going to be able to get away with that kind of humor. Right. Um, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, anybody. Um, if anybody else tried to do it, they'd get fucking ridiculed. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if it's going to work. Right. I mean, it, I it's mean a- like. With today, I just, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, the days the, of airplane are gone. Yeah. Unfortunately, the days right. of Zucker Brother comedy is just yeah gone. And, I mean, it's almost like they homeschool. It's almost like the Zucker Brothers and Abrams schooled Seth MacFarlane on comedy. Yeah. Because it's oh, the yeah. same comedy. Yeah, if you if you watch Family Guy and American Dad and shit like that, like it's clearly he he's heavily influenced by the Zucker brothers. Heavily, uh, uh, heavily. Yeah, I almost said heavenly, but heavily. Oh, it is a heavenly. It is, heavenly, it is. but it, it's I mean heavily influenced by the Zucker brothers. He has to admit that it's somewhere in some yeah. interview. Um, but like I said, if anybody can do it, he could. Uh, I I don't know if he I don't know if William would do it or not. I, I don't know. I don't know either. But <clears throat> it's like a thing where it's just like. I think it would be funny actually if he did do it. But you know I've never watched the Eighteen. You never watched that movie? No. I can't bring myself to that watch it. The, the 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 problem I have with the Eighteen. Uh, is they're they're the better version of it is called the losers. Like it's the same fucking plot. It's just the characters you know because it's the A team. Like the A team pulled pulled in more money than the losers because the A team was the known commodity. But they're right. they're both the same fucking movie. I just think the losers does do it better. Really? Really. Now, it's worth watching just to see fucking um Bradley Cooper be face. Really? Yeah. Like, okay. like I, the I can't think of his name. Like the guy who plays BA does a good job playing BA. Um. Liam Neeson's, you know, he he he's just chewing scenery as as Hannibal. As Papard's you know? role. Yeah, just just chewing scenery, <laughs> and um, you know, the guy who plays Murdoch does a good job. I mean, it's the guy from uh District Nine, the guy who turns into the bug. Oh really? Yeah. 
Yeah, I was but, hoping it'd be fucking what's his Charlie from because <laughs> that makes sense to me. Yeah, but like I mean, so like, <laughs> like they all do a good job of like playing the role. Yeah. In a sense, but like there was something about Bradley Cooper just he stood out his face to me. Like I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's just I like Bradley Cooper that much. But like I, I like Bradley. Yeah. Like he I, just like. Like at the end of the day, like out of out of all four of them, he's the one I bought the most as that character. Yeah. Can you and I know you do, but the shit that Mr. T wore. Oh yeah. I just it it was bad even back then. The feather roach clip in the ear. Oh. The chains. The cut-off jeans with the muscle shirt. I mean, we discussed, we discussed it. Yeah. I mean, we discussed this episode, too. Like, he could have had a massive career playing the villain. Oh, yeah. He could have been had a great career. Like, you know, he, a, after Rocky Three, like, he could have been, like, just, like, a grade A street le- And instead, you know, he's... A lot of Yeah. Just kidding. Instead, he turned it around and he's doing raps about, you know, treating your mama well. Oh. <laughs> You're right there. No, I know. It just went downhill. He did one Sesame Street episode and, man, he fucking fell off the cliff. Seriously. I mean, I mean he had a cart. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was one of the biggest stars in the world at the time. Like, you know, between the A-Team, which is a hugely successful show, you know, and... um. He had his own fucking cereal, his own fucking cartoon. Yeah. You know, like he had all this, you know, he had action figures, his own. It, it wasn't a team action figures, just he had Mr. T action figures that you could buy. Like the dude yeah. was, you know, pulling it in. But like when that bubble popped, yeah, there was nowhere for Don, him to go. Don King was probably his manager. No, I'm just kidding. Pro- probably, yeah, because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like at the end, like you know, like I look at it to, like today, like and I just think back, like I mean, I get the route that you took and the reason you took that route, but you know, man, if you had diversified yourself and like stuck with the villain role a bit, yeah, DC Cab was better than the shit you were putting out after fucking eighteen. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> DC Cab. Oh. Dude, that's a good movie. That's funny oh. shit. It is. Mr. T's in it for like five fucking minutes, but it's a good movie. Yeah. Lisa loves DC Cap, too. Oh, I can see that. That's got Lisa written all over it. I know. Oh, Oh, man. That's the best. Was he ever on? No, I guess he wasn't. I was trying to think of the shit that he was on. I was like, was he on Pee Wee's Playhouse? But I don't, I don't think he I don't, was. I don't think so. No. I know he was on Sesame Street. Yeah. For certain. Yeah. You know what I want to see, and I hope they're making it. I was thinking about this the other day, and I fucking hated the cartoon. I mean, I didn't hate it, hate it, but I think they can actually do something with it. Why haven't they made a Johnny Quest movie? Um, that is a good question. No, I mean seriously. Like I, I think it was a I very popular cartoon. It was, and it was, it was a 
aside from a few comedic riffs, it was a pretty serious cartoon from my memory, as memory serves. Right. And it dealt with science, sort of science fiction, underwater, you know, that kind of thing. But I mean, I wonder why they never made a Johnny Quest. I, I, I think the biggest problem you would run into with the Johnny Quest movie would be, it would be like, and just because it's recency bias, people would compare it to the Venture Brothers cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, I know the Venture Brothers is, is nothing more than at all, you know, you know, paying tribute to Johnny Quest. Right. You know, but people would be like, oh, I saw this already as the Venture Brothers. I'm not right. impressed, you know, but you have to educate the public. But the, I think the other side of that, too, though, is. Like. I mean, Haji was a really racist character. (laughs) You would have to clean that up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. In a hurry. You have to make it modern. Yeah. I mean, come on. That was fucking. I mean, even I thought as a child that was wrong. (laughs) Like, man. It was. I don't know who's writing this. Some redneck? We haven't been socially right in this country. And no, I, I understand I, that, but I mean that's like one of those things where it's like, man, you got to clean up Aji because that shit will not work in a modern era. No, I wouldn't, but I mean, like, you'd have to make it more to the times. Yeah, I think that can perfectly happen. Right. I mean, look at Mike Tyson's punch up. True. True. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was fucking racist yeah. as fuck. Yeah. <clears throat> On everyone? Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, they pretty much were racist to every single country in the world. Oh, yeah. Tyson's bunch out. Yeah. Including Tyson. Yeah. You know what I mean? What was his name? Something Tiger? Oh, yeah. Child, please. Come on, man. When when the, the jewel... Glistened or something. That was when you could take your punch or. Yeah, and it. Yeah, yeah, you had to him in the jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking turban. Yeah. 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 It's bad news. Bad news, bears, dude. Seriously. The classic Russian-looking guy. I mean, you know, it's just bad all over. No, I I agree. Like, I mean, I, I get that. That's why, like, like, like some shit, like, just needs to be put to rest. Like, I mean, yeah, but they can do Johnny Quest, right? I, I think they could. You're right. Like, I mean, I think they could. Um, I just don't know if it's a pro. Like, I, 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 I think the failure of Speed Racer really put Hollywood off of like, okay, some of those oddball. Cartoons from the 70s we need to just stay away from. Yeah, I'm not talking about Thundar the Barbarian. I'm talking right. about like a show that, like, which, by the way, like, if you want to talk about bringing back a cartoon, Thunder the Barbarian is the one to bring back, in my opinion. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Fucking Ookla. Ookla, the monk. Princess yeah. Ariel. <laughs> Thundar and his sun sword. Shit, I got all that. I got all that shit done still, son. So you know, it's so funny about it. It was so much better than He Man. Yeah. Yeah, because like Th- Thundar actually beat up people. Well, yeah. No, He Man just kind of showed up. He never threw a fucking punch. Nah, man. He Man was that cartoon was based on toys. I mean, oh yeah. Seriously, I, I understand that. I understand that completely. I mean, like, it was completely based on toys. Like, so was GI Joe, but at least like you know, they were hitting some of those cobras with their ray guns. <laughs> that always did piss me off in those shows where they, you know, they shoot the plane down, but yeah, here comes the fucking parachute. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I was like, come on. And I was young at the time. I was like, yeah. that guy should have died. There's yeah. no way he got hit by seven missiles. <laughs> That's an F-15 that got hit by seven missiles, and he's floating in a parachute. There ain't yeah. no fucking way. The blast radius from that explosion would have torched that parachute. There is no way. Planks <laughs> would have burned, burned, burned off on injection. Yeah. There's, there's no way. I, I always piss me off. I hated shows like that. I hated movies like that. Here comes the parachute. That's why Top Gun was real. Yeah. <laughs> Goose was real. Goose died, motherfucker. Right. As much as you wanted that parachute to come out, it ain't coming out. I'm just saying that it. I I, I know I'm going off, on, going off on a tangent, but man, I hated that in cartoons when you saw the parachute. I guess that's kind of morbid, isn't it? Well, no, because, like, I mean, you know, by, like, the comic code or something, they had to show that, the you know, the pilot didn't die. But, like, you're right, like, you know, there's, like, you know, seven Cobra Vipers, you know, coming down on this one F-15, and, you know, (laughs) the plane doesn't blow. It's just going down, and the pilot, you know, is able to eject. Yeah, because you got to see Lifeline waiting yeah. for him at the bottom of yeah. the thing. Yeah, fucking stupid. Yeah, I I just I couldn't stand it. Yeah. Ripcord ejected. He's okay. Yeah, whatever. Well, I mean, like, okay, hit by twenty missiles. Yeah, and like, there's, there's like Cobra everywhere, and he didn't get shot coming down on the. You know, there there were two times, two two times, where. You honestly thought a character died. One was Optimus Prime. Yeah. Like the death of Optimus Prime shook us to our core. Yeah. And then we had to watch, watch the rest of that shitty movie. Yeah. And people were so pissed off that Optimus Prime died that they changed the ending of the G.I. Joe movie. So, like, earlier in the movie, Duke was killed. Oh yeah. Yeah, like Duke Duke it's clearly like 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 Duke is dead. You know. Yeah, yeah. And like at the end of the movie they threw in a line because like you know the Joe's winning like and Duke's going to live. And I'm like, Yo Joe, you know, you're like oh my god, you're kidding me. <laughs> Cuz it was Hasbro and it was, you know and they were using the same animation studio for both 
properties. And Hasbro, like, after the backlash of, like, the death of Optimus Prime, like, oh, we can't fucking kill Duke. Fuck. Right, right, right. Just throwing a line at the end that says he's alive. <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. the worst yeah. cop-out ever. Like, the Duke is going to live. Yeah, right. Thank God. Yeah. You know, it's funny. that I, I, I find that as a failed franchise, too. They could have done so much with G.I. Joe, and they just fucking ruined it. What, the cartoon series or the movie series? The movie series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they fucked that. They could have done... I mean, not as bad as Mortal Kombat. Really. Especially Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah. Well. But that that's almost a movie they can't be named. But... Uh, <laughs> No, I mean it's pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah not um, Mortal Kombat Annihilation is bad. Oh, it is suffering beyond suffering. Yeah, but um, uh, they really ruined that that franchise. I mean, they could have struck it hot, man, and they just didn't. And to tell you the truth, I don't think a lot of kids know about Joe's. And they're losing that base because we're all getting older. Do you know what I mean? Right. And the people that really knew Joe before our time, you know, the Gigantor yeah. fucking 12-inchers yeah. or 18-inch dolls, um, you know, they didn't, they, they've lost that audience. Yeah. They really ruined the franchise when they fucked around with Joe. That was so fucking bad. And what? I mean... G- the G.I. Joe movies. Oh. Like, like, the first one was fucked, and then the second one was even worse. Like, and, and that had The Rock in it. Like, I thought, here comes The Rock to save... The Rock and Bruce Willis are going to save G.I. Joe. Nope. Boy, was I fucking wrong. <laughs> they couldn't even save that movie. No. I mean, you had so much... There, I mean, there was a lot of storylines there that you could have made even better. Than what the cartoon even did. I mean, you could have made Zartan into a god for Christ's sakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, there was so much that they could have done with that, like as a movie franchise. And you're just, I'm just like, what a fucking failure. It really, it was very, it was heartache. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I like GI Joe. I like the cartoons. Um, I like the premise. You know, Cobra. Yeah. Joe. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Weaponry. Um, it was good stuff, you know? It was like, I don't know, an evolution of the Green Army Men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Oh, you're right. Yeah. And uh, so, but it was close to my heart because, I mean, like, you know, we were around when that first came out as far as, far as toys went. And dude, you had you had all of that shit. What's that? You had all of that shit too. I had a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, you didn't have the USS flag, but you had a lot of Joe stuff. I know. Um, I didn't have that aircraft carrier though. No. I always wanted that fucker. Oh, that fucking beast. Dad wasn't popping for that though. No. But. I don't <laughs> like, blame him. But, I mean, man, that would have been badass to have. You know how fucking big that thing was? It was fucking huge. It was like two dining room tables. It, it was like six feet long. Yeah, it was fucking massive. Yeah. 
It's one of the biggest toys ever. It's probably worth like ten grand now. But um, seriously, I'm gonna look up. Go ahead and talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find it listed on on eBay. I only have a couple toys left. I have a couple figures, and I have the Jeep. <laughs> I had to tank it one time. But uh, I love G.I. Joe. Okay, so right now, they're on eBay. Uh-huh. There is a USS flag complete with the keel hull. Uh-huh. A, a complete flag. Four thousand dollars your best offer. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But I love Joe, dude. Yeah. Like there, there's one. Okay. US GI Joe 1985 vintage US flag aircraft carrier original box 83% complete. 900 bucks. Damn. There's one complete with box going for four grand or best offer. Right. Like it, like, so like, yeah, you're talking about like the big kahuna of toys. Yeah. Like just the elevator deck from the USS flag, 25 bucks. Right. You know, shit like that. Like if you're trying to piece this bitch together, it's going to cost you a ton of money. I loved when when we uh <clears throat> I did have a lot of jazz. But I liked him, you know, compared to the Star Wars figures, you can move them more. They were more action ready. Yeah, well they had were, were like, like Star <laughs> Star Wars fit yeah, because Star Wars figures only like had the shoulders and the like the leg hip joint that moved. Like right. the the Joes had what the elbows? I think the wrists were movable. You know, so you had you know, like three points of articulation per arm. Then you know the hip, the, the knee. Yeah, the chest. The chest three sixty. Yeah. yeah. Then the yeah. hip, the knee, and I think the ankle. So you know you had you know three points of articulation per leg. I mean, yeah, they they were. Put them in any position you wanted them. Yeah. If you wanted them firing backwards, like behind his back, you could do that. Yeah. Star Wars, you had the fucking eighth grade dance shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you could do more than up and down shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> Star Wars figures required a lot more imagination. Right, but they were still Star Wars figures. I, yeah. I still hold them close. Yeah. Uh, but Juz were, I mean, like you can build sets and put them in positions, firing positions and stuff. Yeah. I think I, Joe left me when I was probably when they started introducing all these weird accessory packs and weird GI Joes. I kind of exited the market. I was probably old enough at that time to be like, "Yeah, I'm done." Right. Well, it was probably around the time that the movie came out because the Hasbro used those two movies, like especially like, like I, I've I've read seen interviews where they talked about this like with the, with the transformers movie it wasn't meant to be entertaining it was meant to introduce you to the new line of action figures right you know this was this was strictly a promotional device for you to throw away your old action figures and buy brand new ones right and 
I think like like so that was like your, your like from G one to G two, and I think the the GI Joe movie is meant to do the same thing because I think that's when they introduced like Sergeant Slaughter, oh, as a Joe and shit like that, and you were just yeah, like, you're right. That's about the time I got out. Yeah, and at that point it was like okay, like shipwreck was like the goofiest character I had to deal with. I I no yeah. Oh, and it just got way worse. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it we're, did. Going, we're going down a rabbit hole. I don't want to discuss. You know. Yeah, and then like with Transformers, I kind of got out right after the Insecticons. Yeah. Like right, right before the Constructicons, and like right in the, I had the, I had some Insecticons like the first series, the first couple, and I was like, this is stupid. They just got so dumb that I thought the Constructicons were stupid. Yeah. I even thought the Insecticons, and I didn't even get into the dinosaurs. Yeah. That was like I was already aged out. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I was I'm I was strictly a G one guy with like you know I had Prime and Jazz and Megatron. God, I wish we had this. Oh yeah. And uh, what what else did I have? I had I had Starscream. And uh, yeah, it's good Transformers. Yeah. Like I had. <clears throat> I'd be. Oh, yeah. We, we have all had, we had a lot of the minis. Yeah. Um, and I can remember how I never had Prime. I had Shockwave. Shockwave was a badass toy. Um, yeah. And I had Soundwave as well. Yeah. I, I had Jazz, right? What was the white one? I think I was Jazz. Jazz. I think I had a police car. I had a couple Insecticons, but you had a really good... You had a really good Transformer collection. Yeah, I, I had, like, Rawhide. Yeah, you had some good ones. Yeah. As I remember. And I, I also had... The um, I can't remember the, the damn Transformers name, but the big one. It was like a big F fourteen looking oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was an Autobot. Yeah. Um, and it'll come to me in a minute. Yeah, but I I had that one too. Like I loved that one. That was an expensive toy even back then. Yeah. But I, the, the reason I loved that one was that the, at that time I was getting in the RoboTech, and it looked more like a like because the, their fighters looked like F-14s, right? You know, so it looked like just like a the 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 Veritex from from. Uh, you had a Voltron too, right? Yeah, I had I had a Voltron too. Yeah. yeah. Like 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 the four separate lines that you piece together to make one. With the sword. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the sword came with the black line. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like and I kicked myself for losing these, but they were the good ones. They were like the like the stainless steel ones. Oh really? Yeah. Cause they were like there were plastic ones that were smaller, but like mine were the bigger ones that were stainless steel. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not quite sure, you know, where where Big Chuck and Sharon pulled that shit out of their ass. But I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. I wish I still and, had that shit. And you still have Godzilla. Yeah. 
Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty cool toy. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because it's like, like I, the evolution of toys were like, not only did you have to, like, Transformers were probably like the exception just because until you got like like to the, the city one that could transform. But for the most part, like, you didn't have play sets. Like, all the others, like, with Star Wars, you had play sets. Yeah. You know, with G.I. Joe, there were play sets. With He-Man, there were play sets. You know, with, like, with all these other, with all these action figures we collected back in the day, there were also play sets that you had to have. Right. You know, you had the Death Star, the, you know, there was a Star Destroyer, you know, Echo Base, you know, all, all the shit that you had to have to, like, right. you know. To, to enhance your experience. These kids now, like, like action figures come with nothing. Nah. Like, action figures are strictly a collectible market. It is. The the thing, biggest thing you can get with play sets is actually Lego. Right. Re- Wrestling is the closest you can come, you know, because they come, you know, you, you get a ring. Yeah. You know, but, like, for the most part, like, it's just that, that thing where it's like, like I looked at, I, I was so giddy for like new Star Wars figures, like even with the the prequels, because I was like, oh man, I can't wait to see what kind of play sets they got, come out with. And like, you got shit, right? You know. You know, it's funny with this. Um, like, could you imagine having like a like a a Gungan Arena play set? Oh yeah. From like cl- the clone uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Or, or like you know. A play set where with the, the 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 ship at the beginning where you know Anakin and Obi Wan go to rescue the 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 Chancellor and shit like yeah, yeah. shit like that would have been like totally badass. Yeah, they, they don't make them like that. No, you, kids don't play with them anymore. Yeah, I, I remember the um, you know going back in time. I, I, I love this reference. But man, I would buy some of those obscure play sets from Star Wars. Oh, yeah. That, you know, Jedi kind of like really mass produced toys just because they could. I mean, yeah. you know, they'd learn their lesson, you know, from yeah. Star Wars. Um, but Star Wars had like the sand crawler and the transport. Do you remember the train? Did you have the transport? <clears throat> I want to say yes. Where you put the figures on the side? Yeah. Like held the f- figures and had like a, a a red button on top that you pressed and it was like yeah. I don't know laser fire or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Which they made canon in, in Mandalorian. Yes, in yeah. the Mandalorian, yeah. of course, without the troops sitting in the side. But uh, um, no, but I mean that one. I, I would love to have that one. Yeah. But there were some obscurities, like the Sandcrawler was one that I always wanted. The, the Droid Factory was another. That, I had the Droid Factory. I don't remember you having the Droid Factory. I did. I had, I had the Droid Factory. Wow. Yeah. I wonder why I don't remember like, that. Because uh, it was like all the pe- – like it was like weird. Like it had like this – it was like this, this big brown plastic piece. And it's like the, tiered, right? Well, like on the left, it had this ramp. That went yeah, up yeah, and yeah. came to, to the top, and then there was like a crane, and down below, 
it was like all the p- robot pieces were down there like like a fucking uh, uh, operation setup. Yes, yes, yes. And you like so that's what like they got held there, and then you you use them to put your droid together, and then you'd roll it down the ramp. I mean, it was it was basic, but like I, I yeah, I had that. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember this. I had the Hoth playset. I remember that. Yeah, and I had the. And Snow Speeder. That was probably my favorite Star Wars toy of all time. Like, as far as ships go. Yeah. And that was probably my favorite. I never got a tie, and I never got a, I never got an X-Wing. I don't know why. I, I don't know why nobody bought me that. I could have swore you had an X-Wing. Because I had an no. X-Wing and a tie. No, I did not. I had an X-Wing and a tie. tie and or a white speed. Speed. The one I never got was... Well, no, I, I had... Did I have Vader's TIE Fighter? That's what I'm saying. Did you have Vader's or did you have this basic white TIE Fighter? I, I, I think I had both. Holy fuck. Yeah. But you had the AT-AT. Yeah, I remember the AT-AT. And yeah, I had a Hoth playset. You had the Hoth playset. Like, I had the, the basic one. Like, I, you had the bigger one. I had, like, the smaller one that had, like, the gun turret. And the ProBot. Yeah. Then I had um, um, I had the original Death Star. Yes, did I. Yeah, big big Chuck's worst nightmare was that that Christmas. They got me the Death Star, and they got Tracy Barbie's dream house. Hmm. And Big Chuck was up till five in the morning in a, let's just say a purple haze, sticking nice. stickers, little stickers onto like the Death Star and Barbie's dream house. Nice. You got like an hour's worth of sleep before we woke up. <laughs> you know. But yeah, like the Death Star was like, to- like, cause it had like the, the elevator shaft. Yeah. It, was like, it was like a triangle. The elevator yes. shaft was like the like the pinnacle point, and like and then like on the back end of it, it had like these cardboard pieces that like enclosed it and shit. And there was a turret on top. Yeah, there was a turret on top for the the gunner. And the trash compactor with the foam. Yeah, down down at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why they put foam in it, I'll never understand. Well, you put the foam in it because it looked for the garbage. And then it also had, but remember, it ha- also had the little green beastie, the beastie with like the the eye stalk. Yeah, yeah. Not in there too. Because uh-huh. then it also had the the reason they used the foam was because it had the the crank on it. You could actually close the walls in. Right, and it was uh, as I remember, it was orange, and the crank yeah. was blue. Yeah. As I remember correctly. Yeah. What a weird color choice. But, uh, God, those were the days, huh? Yeah. Waking up on Christmas morning, waiting to get your Star Wars toys. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my God, dude. But definitely that snow speeder was my fucking favorite. Yeah. I loved that thing with everything I had. I did. I, I fucking loved it. I thought it made the coolest noises. It's my favorite part of, one of my favorite parts of Empire. Yeah. Um, I had Slave 1, too. As memory serves. Yeah, I did not have Slave 1. 
But I did not. I did not have a tie. I had a falcon, but I. Yeah. I did not have a tie. I did not have an X-wing or a Vader ship. You know, I wonder why they never made a uh, battle destroyer. Mm. Like a huge destroyer. You know what I yeah. mean? Wow, we went off the beaten path. <laughs> yeah, way off. Holy fuck. Ugh. Let's dip our toe in the old mailbag here. Yeah. Right. Sorry. No problem. So we step ourselves into the old mailbag. Mailbag. That was awful. As always, we have an email from a good friend. Super fan Thad. That already said, hello to my two favorite hosts like to dress as trees so the kiddos come over and grab their fruit. Wow. Wow. That's, That's rough. That is. That's awful. Sean, I love your sausage you posted on Facebook. How did it taste when that meat hit the tip of your tongue? Oh, let me tell you about this. <laughs> I, I found something that was absolutely amazing. Okay. It was Johnsonville sausage stripped like bacon. Really? Yes. If this is not an abomination of his holy name, I don't know what is. It's <laughs> delicious. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that. Yeah, it's the giant eagle. And uh, uh it was the the, the the thing about it is like the thing that I like you you had to crisp you had to bit, crisp it up. So you had to cook it okay. a little longer and you okay. So I, you had to crisp it up a little bit. And it was divine on a sandwich. Like by itself, it was just okay. But like as like putting it on a sandwich, like with the eggs and cheese, it was perfect. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Look, look for that. <laughs> All right, I'll try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah, it's, it's Johnsonville sausage. It's 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 called sausage strips, but I mean, I mean it's strip like bacon. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Huh? Yeah. I'll have to check it out before it's gone. Yeah. You know that shit ain't hanging around. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I I, I tweeted out the sauce at the the Johnsonville that you know, I'm trying this shit. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, sir. Like, <laughs> thank you, Johnsonville, for you know going against his name and word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> like honestly, like I, I, I'm just I'm picturing Goldblum. Like you were so busy trying to see if you could do it, you didn't think if you should do it. Right, right. You know. Yeah. Uh, Thad continues. Ian, is Kathy Bates your man crush? Do you think about her a lot? Would you let Kathy? No, I'm not going to ask you that. No, she's not. No, (laughs) she's just an actress we appreciate. Yeah. 
Sean, when are you coming out as an Abdul? Do you know what that means? I'll admit, no, I do not. It is an adult baby diaper lover. <laughs> I, 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 I don't like diapers. I don't wear diapers. I'm not the type of person who enjoys sitting in their own filth. All right. Just don't dig it. That continues. Sean, that's no spring poking, you old buckeye. That's me hiding under the couch. Wow. <laughs> that's scary. <laughs> I love woods porn. Where do you what? think? Remember last week I was talking about like finding porn in the woods? Oh, yeah. Like porn magazines? Yeah. That Thad loves por- woods porn. Well, of course he would. I expect nothing less from Thad. I'm sure there's plenty of good porn you found there in the cemetery next to your house. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you think I saw Marion Ross nude for the first time? You bet I found it in a stiff log. I remember like it was yesterday. She was a centerfold and spread eagle. The carpet does match the drapes. I assume that. <laughs> I, I'm blocking it right now. <laughs> well, I guess it's that it's that thing of like, like uh, I'm, like no, I'm like I, I I have and I've never looked her up, but I'm I'm sure Marion Ross was a complete and total catch in the fifties. You know problem. what I mean? You know, and. <laughs> Yeah, when we think of her, we think of her as as Mrs. Cunningham, and none of us want to think of her sexually at all. <laughs> right. You know, what I mean, like it just you don't. I get that, but like I'm sure there there was a time where like, you know, you probably would have looked at Marion Ross and be like, yeah, I'd, I'd hit that. I don't care if she's Richie's mom. <laughs> Fucking Rambo in and out. Yeah. <laughs> Since we have a new listener, Justin, <laughs> oh, if shit. you would like to send me, if you like to, if you, oh, good Lord, I can't fucking read. If you would like me to send you the unedited email that Sean is too pussy to read, send me an email at superfanthad at gmail.com. <laughs> I promise not to send any dick pics. I reserve that only for Tim. And Justin, if you do reach out, for those unedited emails. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Time for America's new favorite segment. What's Tim's wiener up to? This week, Tim sent me a picture of his tiny wiener out in the snow. His wiener was poking his head up through the snow. The wiener was poke, poke, poking up. I bet his wiener was mighty cold. <laughs> Tune in next week to see what Tim's tiny wiener is up to. I will tell you this, that as some, and you should know this. You you've been around your sister's Jack Russell Terriers. Tiny dogs do not like to go out in balls deep snow. They no. will piss on the porch. They will literally paint the snow right there. They are right. not going out in that shit. You know that as well as I do. So I have no doubt that this wiener dog is not just trotting out there 
in the balls deep snow to take care of business. I'm I'm sure it's driving Tim in fucking sane. Right. I'm sure it is too. I have no doubt. Okay, it's time to go. Platypus went to the store. So I'm gonna toss one off real quick. I had to go Jesus. out to the backyard and get a, my black tail stash out of the log. Good for you. Yeah. You enjoy that. That is it for the mailbag. All right. Um, is there anything you'd like to add to the proceedings? No, I'm good, man. Well, um, I, I do want to thank some people. This is episode okay. 400, and I think we, we should reflect. And I want to thank all the super fans. Um, you know, obviously, you know, as much as we make fun of them, you know, Thad has been a loyal listener since day one. Yeah. Um, he's been here for all 400 and may God have mercy on his soul for enjoying this mediocre (laughs) thing we do. Um, you know, Otter, Tim. Uh, our good friend at the Basadi Geek Podcast, Stork, and uh, his wife, um, the Peacock. Uh, we want to thank uh, our friends, uh, like Neil and Annalise from the um, Dark Angels Pretty Freak Podcast. Our friends over in Cincinnati uh, with the, the History of Bad Ideas Podcast. Uh, Mongoose, our, our super fan in Ireland. Um, the Hummingbird. Sarah, who we don't hear from often enough, uh, but she's out there. She 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 tweets us now and again. Um, yeah. Just I I, I mean there, there's there's so many people to name. I want to thank Nancy for putting up with this horse shit that I do, and and also for filling in from time to time when you know Ian's not available. You know, due to the coronavirus, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. Um, you know, she she did a long stint there with us, and you know that was nice of her. And you know, she's always always stepped in when I needed her to, and I appreciate that. And yeah, um, yeah, I just want to thank everybody who listens. You know, it's uh, you know, we're just a small little podcast, just doing our thing each and every week because it's fun. And uh, I I think the biggest compliment we always ever get is that it sounds like we're enjoying ourselves that this is just genuine conversation that we're having and it's absolute god's honest truth that's what we're trying to do <laughs> something we've been to... doing since we were uh yeah. five yeah <laughs> See, the, we've been having these conversations for for 40 plus years you know we're just, <laughs> right. all we've done now is put a microphone in front of our faces and we're doing it live yeah can you believe we've been together for 40 years well, that is sick. That is sick. Sick. Crazy. It is. Yeah. My I'll oldest remember, friend. I'll, I'll remember meeting you and thinking, what the fuck is wrong with his accent? Why doesn't he talk right? <laughs> I don't even remember having an accent when I first came oh, out. Oh, yo, you were so Southern. <laughs> it, it, like, drove me in fucking sane. Like, for years. Like, like years it drove like, I. Cause like slowly you broke it uh, over time, but like, man, you'd come back from your dad's and it'd be right back there again. I'm just like, Oh, motherfucker. It's yins. 
begins, not y'all. So what's wrong with you? Don't ask me. That's a long why, time why, together. Yeah. Why doesn't he talk right? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with him? Is he stupid? Yeah. <laughs> Just years upon years of hijinks and shenanigans and drunken escapades and you're my nearest and dearest friend. <laughs> you're my brother. Heck, you're my cousin. Yeah, you are my brother. And I, I, got, uh, I got lucky that you said yes to this. I, I just can't believe we've been doing this for this long. Because I'll never forget when I said, hey, I want to do a podcast. I want you to co-host it with me. And your response was, what the fuck is a podcast? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, so like, like, like right but, off the bat, you were just like, okay, I'll do it. Whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you want. Like, like, uh, honestly, like I mean, you, I, I think I looked at it as I want to do a podcast, and you're, you're the guy I want to do it with. You looked at it as, at it as, this is a way for us to stay in touch. Exactly. And the fact that we've enjoyed doing this ever since is just, just the, the byproduct of, of my idea of like, I want to do something creative, and your idea of. Well, this is a good way for me to keep in touch with Sean because he's awful at that. <laughs> you are, yeah. But at the same point, no, being honest, yeah. Um, but I am too sometimes. Um, but it's kept us together. Yes. Four hundred episodes. Um, I miss the uh, physical presence. Yeah. Uh, but right now we're doing what we got to do. Yeah. Um. But like I said, you're my brother, and, you know, I'm here. For Much sure. love. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> so, um, here's the 400 more. Here we go. Fuck it at the money hole. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh. For the next 400 episodes, if you want to reach out and touch us, hey, uh, you can send us an email like Thad does each and every fucking week. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us um, on social media, Facebook and Twitter. Very easy to find. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. Um, and also, we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. Uh, you can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. And I do want to thank all three of them for putting up with our hijinks and shenanigans and helping promote us and um, letting us interact with all the other great podcasts they have to offer. Yeah. And lastly, you know, as I said, I want to thank you, the listener. Um, the fact that anybody listens to this will always amaze me. And, you know, no matter how big or small that number ever is, it just fascinates me to know and that there is somebody out there who wants to hear what we have to say about anything. All right. Um, and so I can't thank you enough for that because, you know, I'm just a guy from the Pittsburgh area just 
doing this thing and the fact that somebody out there thinks my my opinion is worth anything is fascinating to me. <laughs> well, your opinion matters, brother. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it does. No, I get it. I mean, it just but it just it fascinates me because like, you know, I mean, we're just sitting here talking about, you know, funny book shit. But yet there are people who like Justin, you know, his his girlfriend said one of the first things he said after w- watching Wonder Woman 1984 was, well, I can't wait to hear what Pittsburgh nerd had to say about this. Yeah, right. Well, wow. I mean, like, okay. You know, <laughs> that that's humbling. Yeah, it is. You know, so. So that's it. That's the show. All right. And on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.